This is The Space Shot, episode 266, for February 4th, 2018. My conversation with Paul Hildebrandt, first to the moon, the journey of Apollo 8. I'm John Molnix. Earlier this morning, I spoke with Paul Hildebrandt, and our conversation will be coming up here shortly. But first, a Russian EVA record. Chris Bergen with NASASpaceflight.com has an article on the recent Russian spacewalk on the International Space Station. The full article is up first in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. I decided to switch up today's episode at the last minute. Earlier this morning, I spoke with Paul Hildebrandt about his project, First to the Moon, The Journey of Apollo 8. I really enjoyed our talk about the process behind making this documentary, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you here. Without any further delay, here's my conversation with Paul Hildebrandt. Today I'm joining Paul Hildebrandt. He's the director and producer for First to the Moon, The Journey of Apollo 8. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Hey, John. Happy to be here. So I just kind of found out about this project not too long ago. I'm kind of ashamed to admit it. I've been busy enough that this has somehow slipped through the cracks. And Apollo 8 is one of my favorite missions. So seeing the fact that you're going through the archives, you're, you're, you're getting the footage to really help tell this story really speaks to me. So I'm, I'm glad I've got you on the podcast. So welcome. Yeah, thank you. Earthrise, you know, that's one of the like the first image you've got up on your Kickstarter. It's kind of the most iconic image of the Apollo 8 flight. Talk to me about what made you want to dive into Apollo 8. Yeah, well, Apollo 8, it's always been one of my favorite missions as well, because it's always sort of overshadowed by Apollo 11. But it's, you know, you have to remember how important Apollo 8 uh, actually was and, and still is today. You know, before Apollo 8, no mission had gone higher than 850 miles above the earth. Um, Apollo 8 was really the first time that humans left earth, you know, actually left the gravitational, uh, sphere of influence, you know? Yeah. Um, and when they went out and they, and they looked back to the earth and they saw, and they saw that, um, you know, it affected the astronauts and it affected everybody back here on earth in, in a profound way. You know, uh, n- nobody had expected, to see that uh, they weren't they weren't programmed to see that Earth rise. Uh, NASA didn't even think of it. Uh, it just happened to to come up when they rolled the spacecraft, and uh, and you know I think I think uh, the world changed for the better uh, when they took that photograph. The footage of Earthrise, that is something that, you know, like you, like you said, NASA wasn't even planning for that. What what kind of goes into the process of making sure? that footage is cleaned up and restored for, you know, like a modern presentation, because back when it was shot, it was 35 millimeter probably for that. 16 millimeter on the mission. Okay. Okay. So there was different, different qualities, but cleaning that up, why, why is it important that you do that? Yeah. Well, basically, and this is one of the things that's just really important to me because at the national archives in, uh, in Maryland, there are, you know, if you imagine the scene from, Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end when they're pushing the uh, the ark into this <laughs> giant room of just crates of, of unknown you know materials. This is like the National Archives, and there's just all this stuff, and it's just sitting in a room in this gigantic vault, and and there are just endless rows of NASA film reels, and there are I think a hundred, maybe even two hundred, just on Apollo Eight alone. 
uh, of 16 millimeter film. And this, this ranges from uh, the training uh, footage of, of the astronauts doing water egress training, um, training footage of the astronauts in the centrifuge, training footage of the astronauts in the, in the limb and the CSM uh, simulator. Uh, I mean, there's just so, so much material. Engineering footage of the launch itself, of all kinds of different angles uh, hmm. that, that, you know, and, and most of this footage has never even been seen by the public because it's never been, it's never been scanned. So there is just all of this footage, uh, and most of it is in really good condition still, and it just needs to be scanned, which is an incredible expense, and then we can use that in the film and then make it public uh, afterwards. So, you know, and making the footage public, you know, archive.org has been a phenomenal resource for me personally, and the amount of work that people like you put into the content that is available on that website is truly remarkable. So thank you for, for doing that. You've, you've put stuff on archive.org before you said, yeah, I have about, uh, maybe a dozen film reels right now. If you just search my name, okay. Paul Hildebrandt on archive.org, I've got Apollo 17 rollout footage. I've got an, a bunch of, uh, there's the there's sort of a famous film that NASA created called moonwalk one. Uh, I've got that film up there. Uh, and that's probably, one of the best sort of propaganda films that NASA made about the Apollo missions. It's got all kinds of really great footage uh, about Apollo 11 and, uh, you know, footage of the shuttle flights. Um, yeah, really, really great material. And we're going to be putting all of this Apollo eight stuff on archive.org uh, after the movie as well, because I think it's important that in order to sort of advance the cause of, you know, space exploration, people, people be able to use this footage to make media and, and share it with everybody. I mean, that's, that's truly, you know, something I'm, I've always been interested in is specifically how the stories of our, you know, first steps into space are told. And it's just, you know, I've, I've talked about this before with other guests, but the, just the idea that space exploration started at a time where we could start recording things with pictures and movies. It just was kind of an interesting confluence of events that allowed us to document our first steps away from our home planet. So the fact that you're helping preserve that legacy is something that I really find interesting. So can you talk a little bit more about the process of actually just doing the interviews, doing like what, what goes into the restoration process? Like when you're at the, or not the restoration process, what goes into the, uh, the capture process when you're at the national archives? Yeah. Well, uh, the basic research process is, is fairly simple. Once you get past all the, uh, all the initial steps, uh, Anybody can become a researcher at the National Archives. You go in, you take a simple uh, test to prove that you're not going to destroy all of their precious materials, <laughs> and uh, they give you a card. You go upstairs to either the photo room or the film room, and there are there's a uh, you know if you imagine an old library with a card catalog system, a bunch of drawers with these little cards in them. Each card represents a film reel, and uh, what you do is you pull out, I think they allow you to take 15 or 20 at a time. You give them to the, uh, one of the researchers, they go back into the mysterious room that you can't see and they come <laughs> back with these canisters of film and you spool them up on the, uh, on these viewing machines that they have. And, uh, and you just have to watch the film. So a lot of the research process is just sitting, uh, in a, in a dark room, uh, watching film. Um, 
and a lot of the film has has unfortunately aged um, quite bad over time. So it, it, it starts to degrade in color. Film okay. will, turn, will sort of turn red over time. It'll start to lose its blue channel and you just have this almost red, reddish tint. Um, luckily, the National Archives has several copies of each reel. Um, and the one that that you get to see is what they call a viewing copy. So that's like the lowest quality one. Uh, when you, when you order it, uh, they give you a, the preservation copy that gets sent off to a special film lab. Uh, there's only two that are actually certified to touch preservation materials, uh, wow. pay them a bunch of money and they scan the film reel, uh, into, uh, you know, usually a raw AVI file and, uh, send it out to us on hard drive, uh, in, in 1080 high definition. That's, that's an interesting process. So those are the uh, the uh, top people <laughs> from Raiders of the Lost Ark, as it right, were. Right. Um, so that that process, how long does it typically take? Well, um, you know, uh, I like to spend a couple of days at the archives just just researching, um, and usually there's there's never enough time. You know, when I went out for Apollo Eight, you know, uh, since I was sort of funding this out of my own pocket uh, to begin with here. Um, you know, it's like, well, how many days can I afford to spend in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> yeah. And uh, which is not cheap. Um, so we went out and uh, my assistant and I and uh, we just watched film for about four days. Um, and and you just take notes and photographs and you can video the little screen if you want. And then uh, and then after that, you, you compile your list of the footage. You decide what what's most important. Uh, you send it off to the film lab and some of this stuff can take, uh, you know, it can take about a month, month, maybe, maybe even two months to, to come back because some of it is stored uh, out of state. Uh, you know, the archives, they have locations all over the, all over the country where they store film. Um, so it can, it can take a while to, to get it back. Paul, we've talked about the process of digitizing this film. Why, why is it so important that people back this project on Kickstarter? Because I mean, you, you said, like you said, it, it's not a cheap process. It's, it's not a quick process. You know, it, tell, tell our listeners here why, why that's important. Yeah. Thanks, John. So the, the reason why this film is so important and the reason why we need the backing is first of all, the story of Apollo 8 has never uh, has never really been told on film in a way that I feel is uh, that gives the mission justice. Uh, you know, we we've spent considerable time with each astronaut interviewing them. We're going to be telling their whole life story. You know, why why these guys wanted to do this, why these guys got into NASA and their feelings on Apollo 8. And then we're going to be going into the mission and we're going to be animating a lot of what was not recorded uh, on film. And so the cost of, of, you know, traveling to interview these guys, which has already been done, the cost of hiring yeah. an animator uh, is very expensive. And then the cost of getting this film and then making that publicly available. You know, a lot of document, uh, a lot of documentarians will just, uh, you know, say, say uh, a lot of films that go up on PBS about, uh, about, you know, uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, you know, those documentarians will, will gather that footage, they will scan in hundreds of film reels, and then that footage will just sit in their archives, or they'll sell it uh, on Getty Images or something like that. But what we're doing is we're going to take this footage and we're giving it away after the film. We're just going to put it on archive.org because I feel it's important 
that this footage be made available. And I think that's one of the most important aspects of our campaign uh, because it, you know, is funded by the public and it's for the public. So to make that footage available is, is just very important to me. You know, I, I think that's a great goal. It's something that it was humanity's first push into deep space as it were. So it's one of those projects that longer term that footage that's from one of the most critical times in human history. So having that footage be available for the public, I think is a really, uh, really noble cause. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. For you, you were talking about, I, I kind of want to touch on this just because it's interesting to me. You're, you're not, you're not just talking about Apollo 8, the mission, but you're also going into some, some of the background for the astronauts. What was the, I mean, what was that process like when you were interviewing them? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, it's quite amazing. I mean, you know, you think of astronauts as, you know, the, the, they are larger than life characters and, uh, you know, you, you meet them and, and how they explain why they got into NASA is different than what you think. You know, you, you would think that these guys were, you know, they, they read Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon <laughs> or something like that when they were kids. Um, but a lot of them didn't. They, a lot of these guys, they just loved aviation. They loved flying. And they wanted, they wanted to do that. And then they wanted to serve their country. One of the most amazing things that I found is just how, how incredibly patriotic these guys were and still are. I mean, they believe that America is the force for the good in the world and that it was their job to beat the Russians. And that's really why they did this. That's why they joined NASA. That's why they risked their lives. Uh, as Bill Anders says, you know, he thought they had one chance in three of of completing this mission uh but they were willing to do it because they wanted to win the cold war because uh the soviet union was portrayed as evil and and they were out to destroy america and these guys were going to do their part to save it so while there were wars going on you know during the cold war uh, you know korea we tied vietnam uh, we lost, I guess, and uh, space we won, and their war was in space. Paul, before we go, there, obviously this there is a Kickstarter for this project, and that's something that people do really need to check out. What's the uh, address that people can go to to uh, support this project? Yeah, well, you can go on Kickstarter, and you can just search for First to the Moon, or you can go to our website, www.firstmoonmovie.com, and there's a link to Kickstarter right on the homepage. And, you know, it, again, like we talked about, you know, today, Apollo 8 is important and being able to back a project like this, you know, what, what are, what can people expect, you know, cause part of Kickstarter is you get those little, you know, the support packages. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, Apollo 8 was the first flight to another world. Uh, you know, it, it, it showed us for sort of for the first time, our cosmic perspective, you know, just how fragile and small the earth really is. And this is an important story. And if you support the project, uh, you can get all kinds of things from a DVD or a poster. And we're actually reproducing the actual embroidered Apollo 8 mission patch. Um, you know, we're going to, you know, I've, I've got photographs of the original, the original flight suits, and we're going to try to reproduce that patch as, as closely as possible. Um, and that'll be a little uh, reward that we're giving to people as well for, for backing the project. 
That sounds cool. So there's going to be links to all of um, the Kickstarter, your Twitter, your Facebook feed in the show notes. Um, that way people can find the project and hopefully, you know, kick some money your guys' way. Because I think you guys are really doing something that is important, not just for, you know, being able to see the movie, but being able to help make that archival footage public, I think is a really cool goal and I'm, I appreciate as someone that uses archive.org I appreciate the efforts that um, you and other people like you do to make that website such a great resource so thank you for that yeah thanks John and Paul I hope to have you on again in the future thanks for coming on today and have a good uh, have a good weekend all right you too I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'd appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes. If you do that, screenshot it and send it to me at John Molnix pretty much everywhere on the internet, and I'll send you a Space Shot sticker and a little thank you. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. That way you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook, just search The Space Shot, or click the link in the show notes. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.